Welcome back. So good to have you on board. So good to have you here. Bill Michael Show. We continue on, and uh, I can't believe we're already a couple of hours into this thing, too. Today is just flying by. Flying by today. And uh, we bring in our guy. Talk a little uh, Talk a little guillotine league, some fantasy football, get you caught up. Our guy, Paul Charchi. Charge, how you doing, pal? Well, this will slow things down a lot. <laughs> this this segment always drags, let's be honest. Uh, it's always informative and fun. And here's the cool thing. We got a great loaded matchup tonight. Finally. We're not mired, mired and sucked them like we've been. We've got something meaningful with two good teams on the air tonight, starting right off with that game this evening. We do. Um, you know, a bunch of different storylines. You know, one has been, you know, Lamar Jackson and, the, and these Ravens. The Ravens have been great. Uh, they've scored 31, 37, 31 points the last three weeks. None of it through quarterback Lamar Jackson. They've yeah. The running backs have scored eight times. Jackson scored two times. You know, we're just – that's 100 points of scoring over the last three weeks. Lamar Jackson has two touchdowns. And it's be and it's not because they're not playing well. They're playing great. They're playing too good. He's getting game scripted out of his own offense. They're running so much and getting such big leads. Now, last week's game ended up being a lot closer than you know it looked like it was going to be for most of it. But it, it a bounce back opportunity for Lamar Jackson, Bill, coming tonight because the Bengals secondary ranks 30th by Pro Football Focus. Three of the last four quarterbacks to face the Bengals have thrown for over 320 yards. And they've given up a quarterback rushing touchdown in consecutive games coming into tonight. So would you go towards, uh, if you're going to pick up a running back, would you go towards Gus Edwards? Well, Keaton, Keaton Mitchell is the fascinating guy here because, you know, this is the rookie that uh, was hurt for the first portion of the season. Now he's been active for three games, last two weeks, highlight touchdowns. So get this on Keaton Mitchell. It's a, it's a small sample size, Bill, but still he's averaging 14 yards per carry and 12 yards per reception. Unbelievable. Right now he's sitting on pro football focus with the second highest rushing grade and the third best receiving grade among running backs. And the way you beat the Bengals first and foremost is on the ground. Their pro football focuses fourth worst run defense. They're giving up the fourth most yards per carry. So Keaton Mitchell is really fascinating. He's only touching the ball seven times per game or only has been to this point. Um, in this, again, small sample size. but And, and you know Harbaugh's going to mix in Gus Edwards. He's going to mix for no reason Justice Hill, who brings just nothing to the table. But they, they keep using him. Um, the real just the, the question on Keaton Mitchell is, it, will he touch the ball enough to keep doing something magic here? And at, at this rate, they just they got to give him the ball more often. With two questions regarding wide receivers. The first one on the Baltimore side, OBJ, back-to-back weeks in which he scored. Can you pick him up now? Is he becoming kind of a, a, a go-to guy? Is that a guy that you would look forward to and say, hey, he's going to score for me? And then to the opposite side, looks like T. Higgins definitely out of this game. Jamar Chase is coming back. He was questionable during the week. It looks like he is going to play tonight. So is it all T. Higgins all the time? Which, which one of these guys do you think has more of an impact? Well, T. Higgins has been ruled out, so he's out. So I, Chase is going to be the guy. This you know largely go through Chase. Now, interestingly – Last week, with, with T. Higgins out, T. Higgins out, they peppered Tyler Boyd with 12 targets, their slot receiver. And, and Burrow seemed pretty much unfazed by the loss of Higgins, honestly. He finished with 350 yards, two scores, almost 70% completion rate. He, he played great without him. Um, but 
This is a little, this is a much bigger challenge because it's the Ravens. There's an elite pass defense. Mm-hmm. They're like number two in coverage by Pro Football Focus. They've allowed the fewest passing touchdowns, zero point eight per game. That's it. So Boyd gets pretty interesting coming up the twelve target game. He's going to run in the slot against a guy named Arthur Mollett, who's really good. He hasn't allowed a touchdown all season. He's never given up more than seventy nine yards in any game. So it'll be a big challenge, and I don't I don't know that this offense is going to go through Tyler Boyd as much this week as it did last week. Could you go with a sleeper in Trenton Irwin? Who, who also, I like I, that I, call. Yes, you, you could. Much. As a matter of attaboy, yeah, you can. That's a that is that's deep fantasy stuff right there, and and you absolutely could do that if you want to um, if you want to take a little bit of a more risky approach. Um, but he scored a touchdown last week, and he's fast. So, yeah, there's a there's a little bit of upside there. Still, good Ravens defense, but if you need to find a sleeper out of that game, he's, he'd be the guy. All right, so we got uh, we got to tonight's game pretty much covered at this point. But uh, moving on, now I, I want to get into what the Packers got going because between where yeah. you live and I live, there's a lot of interesting stuff. So the Packers look good all of a sudden in the first half of this contest last week against Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden just died at the end. Christian Watson gets a lot of targets, but also – with uh, with Jordan Love, half of his picks have now come in targeting Christian Watson. Is yeah. Christian Watson any kind of a viable guy at this point? No, not for fantasy. I because, so. you know, what he's doing, you know, we know he can be a home run threat, but the problem is, you know, he basically, if he doesn't get a touchdown, you're dead because he just gave you, you know, one catch, two catch, three catch games, 20, 30 yards. If he doesn't come up with that big play in the score, he murders your team. So, no, you know, at this point, I think there are two other wide receivers and a tight end that I would start before Christian Watson, right? I would start Dobbs. I'd start Reed and I'd start Musgrave before I'd start Watson because they all just have bigger, more reliable roles. Do you see it? You, you know, you follow this as closely as anybody. Do you see it any differently than that? No, no, I agree. I just, I I know that, you know, I, I, there's people waiting for Christian Watson to bust out and see what we saw last year when Aaron Rodgers was throwing throwing to him and he was coming up with multiple touchdown catches for that brief stretch last season. I just don't see that. And I, 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 there's been too many 50, 50 balls that have fallen short or been knocked down or picked off. He's not aggressive enough going up to get it. So right now, unless he just gets five yards on him and, and Jordan Love has not proven either that he can hit him in stride. So between yeah, those two I things, I just think if he's if anybody's got him, I'd drop him. I've dropped him. I had him in one league, um, and I was like, you know what? This isn't working. And especially in the guillotine format where bad games get you chopped and your season ends, uh, right. he's you know way, way too high risk. So, right. you know, Reed is, Reed's fascinating, though. You know, looking at how his usage has increased so much and the seeming, uh, you know, game by game looks like, He's just a player that is more involved in this offense, um, that he's got more of the confidence of his quarterback and his coaching staff. So, yeah, you know, Jaden Reed and and following his ascension to me is really interesting. Um, You know, we are seeing more routes run over the last three weeks than at any other three-week period of his career. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really optimistic about what he might bring to the table here down the rest of the way. Uh, I do got a question. Great Dane says, uh, who is, who should I start at the flex uh, Kittle or Kirk? In a, in a half point P, uh, point PPR. Well, I'm really glad for starters, nobody's uh, emailed you in asking if they should start Christian McCaffrey. So right. that's a step in, that's a step in the right direction <laughs> right there. Although he didn't uh, score last week. I, I, know, I finally didn't score, right? right? Yes, exactly. And, it, and maybe as it turned out, whoever the other guy was ended, ended up outscoring McCaffrey. And then I look like the idiot for, uh, for yeah. booing that guy. 
Um, George Kittle is just so huge right now, um, playing out of his mind over the last three games and um, averaging 114 receiving yards over the last three. Um, now, Debo's return does siphon off some of the work for him, uh, but I still think this is a, a really nice opportunity. He goes up against Tampa Bay. They've given up a tight end touchdowns in two of the last three weeks. So let's uh, let's keep going with George Kittle here while he's hot. Uh, then you got Jacksonville, and I saw some of the notes uh, coming into today, but uh, you've got Trevor Trevor Lawrence right now. Oof. Jacksonville got they got boat raced. I mean, they just they, they got slapped to say, hey, you're not ready for prime time yet, son, and by a really good and feisty coming off of a couple of losses and a bye week yeah, San Francisco team. Where does he stand right now? Drop him. We're dropping Trevor Lawrence altogether. Currently quarterback 20 in fantasy points behind Jordan Love. Baker Mayfield and get this since the opener Trevor Lawrence's average game 234 passing yards 0.8 touchdowns who else is 234 yards and 0.8 touchdowns his closest comparable is the thrice benched Mac Jones that's what you're getting out of Trevor Lawrence I don't think people are realize that it's this bad so then you might think well it'll get better well, we've been thinking that all year. It hasn't happened yet. And the Jaguars face arguably the toughest remaining schedule against the pass of any team in the league. Zero favorable games remaining, a couple of neutral games, and the rest are all difficult games against the pass. I can't tell you it gets any better for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Court says, uh, should I start Hertz or Howell this weekend? Can we talk Sam Howell for a minute? Sure. Way, way below the radar what he's done. Here we are. We're heading into week 11. Sam Howell leads the NFL in completions and passing yards. Sam Howell. Nobody talking about this. The kid has been fantastic. And now here he gets the Giants this week. Secondary's mm-hmm. all ratty. The defense is bad. Obviously, and offense can't even get first downs. So you get this great short field position all the time. And Howell's play, it was for the first like half of the season, maybe like the first eight games, he was just sort of like, just through like grit and moxie, finding his way to decent box scores. These last like three weeks, man, Sam Howell looks like an NFL quarterback. It's really starting to come together for him. He's having a great season. He's my number three ranked quarterback for this week. I, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I can't wait to see him and what he does in Dallas on uh, Thanksgiving Day. Oh, I'm looking. Yeah. At, I'm already looking That's forward to that. Fun. Game. That's going to be yeah. Washington's going to be plucky here. You know, they're going to be in this they're going to be in the playoff hunt uh the rest of the way. They're you know, right in that 500 above 500 kind of range. They're going to an easy win this week against the Giants. Yeah. It's uh it's going to be fun. So, your guy up there, Dobbs comes in and he's got to be like this darling right now for the fact that he, he just came in didn't know anybody and all of a sudden he's winning football games and so now now the next question is cuz Justin Jefferson had gone down with the injury, he was put on the IR. Can does he come back? Well, you know, we may not know until game time. And this is where it gets tricky for fantasy owners. The Vikings play Sunday night. And so I think the Vikings are going to play coy on this all the way to kickoff. You're going to find out 90 minutes before game time whether or not Jefferson's in or not. So if you want to go with Jefferson and, you know, you've been waiting five weeks to get him back, right? By the way, Vikings 5-0 and in those games without Jefferson. I know. Um, You've been waiting all this time. What you could do is pick up one of the other guys you could pivot to if Jefferson doesn't go. That could be 
Viking receivers, KJ Osborne. It could be Viking running back. If, if you put Jefferson in your flex, Viking running back, Ty Chandler. It could be Viking receiver, Brandon Powell. It could be Broncos running back, Jaleel McLaughlin. It could be Broncos running back, uh, Mims, or receiver, uh, Marvin Mims. So you got some, you know, that might be all pivots that you could cobble together and then give you some insurance in case Jefferson doesn't go. Uh, real quick, Marty says he's got two really great receivers, Devontae Adams and Tariq Hill. They face each other's teams this week. I, to me, it's Tariq Hill all day long. Never uh, bench Tariq Hill. I would yeah, never bench him. Never do it. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, any sleepers? Anything else off the yeah. top of your head? Well, we got oh, a always. Yeah, hold on. Let me uh, let me pull up my sleeper list here. I've got it. I got it ready to roll for you. <laughs> um, I, the guy of uh, Jordan Love is my sleeper quarterback of the week. Uh, really? Coming off what I I think arguably the best maybe three quarters of his uh, contiguous three quarters of his career. I loved what I saw for most of this game from uh, Jordan Love last week. And this is the most favorable matchup on paper he's going to have of his entire career. Chargers allowing the most passing yards, 316 per game. Even Zach Wilson put up 263 against him a couple of weeks ago. And only Zach Wilson has been held scoreless by the Chargers all year long. Touchdowns are coming. Um, all the other quarterbacks have found their way into the end zone, including by ground, where the Chargers have allowed four quarterback rushing touchdowns. And obviously, Love is fleet of foot. He could get you, yeah, give you some help that way. So he's my official sleeper quarterback of the week, Jordan Love. I was going to say, with he's got 14 touchdowns, 10 picks, but let's just say not necessarily Watson or Dobbs or Reed. All of a sudden, everybody steps up. It's just that if he can hit two guys, you know, yeah, if you get right. a Musgrave touchdown, suddenly the, the the receivers don't look great, but the quarterback doesn't look bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I get and it. that could all, it, that's all plausible. That could come together here. This is yeah. a really bad pass defense that you're going to see on Sunday. So, yeah, I, I like the opportunity. Good stuff as always, Charge. Appreciate it. Thanks, look my man. To yeah. It. yeah, absolutely, Matty. We'll talk to you soon. There you go. That's our guy, Paul Charchian. Charge! Joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. Always good to talk to him. Always good to pick his brain. And some good questions today, too. I like that. I like it a lot. Let's do this. We're going to step out. Hang in there. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up, and it's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. You got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Put it in the pocket. How are we looking? 
Hand of pocket. Bill Michael Show. Continuing on. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Robert's Specialty Meats in Waukesha. And whether you're going in for the Al Capone roast, the ribs on a stick, the garlic parm chicken skewers, they even do the bacon-wrapped cream cheese stuffed jalapenos. You just throw those things on the grill. Oh, so good. Good stuff over there. They've got it all. They are your hometown butcher. Again, go to Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. That is Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hey, Unit, I know you live in the area. Are you going to be at the Wisconsin's Waukesha Christmas Parade? Or better known just as the Waukesha Parade. Uh, No, actually, we have a Packers game that day. Packers play that night at home, so I'll be up in Green Bay. I'd love to go, though. Love to support it. Uh, Try to whenever I can, but it falls usually on a day that the Packers are playing, so unless it's a – it's an evening game away or something like that. Yeah, I was kind of hoping it would be an away game, and then we would just do the post-game show from down at uh, Nice Ash. But, uh, but yeah, we, uh, we're, we're Packers are at home, so I'll be up at uh, Burkle's one block over. But I know friends that are going. I know other people that are going to be there. But, uh, but yeah, I, w- I wish. But, no, unfortunately, not going to be there. So hopefully everybody else goes down. Uh, if you're going to watch the game that night, go down, go to Nice Ash or any one of the great you know facilities down there, and you can check it out. But uh, but no, not gonna not gonna be there unfortunately. Not gonna be there unfortunately. Uh, and I don't. I, you know what? It's funny because ever since they had shut down the Milwaukee Christmas parade, I have not done a lot of the parades. I uh, just haven't had the time, and like I said, mainly because usually it's falls on a uh, falls on a Sunday. Now, if parades are on a Saturday, then maybe I have the opportunity to. I know that the uh, the Milwaukee Christmas Parade was always the Saturday after Thanksgiving that they would do the Christmas parade, and so I was always usually in a car or something like that in that parade. But I haven't I haven't done one of those in a while. So anyway. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Um, this is from uh, this is from Die Hard Dave. He said, I called it after the Vikings game that Jordan Love was going to start playing better. I could see that his fundamentals were improving. Um, yeah, I guess a little bit. I don't know about playing a lot better but yeah I, I guess you know it, it is better it's not great but it is better that I agree with that I agree with I and again I look I I really believe that you Matt LaFleur talked about it you know there were some things that they wanted to tweak and whether it's the wide receivers starting to get on the same page with you know with Jordan Love, or whatever, um, it it has looked better, but they haven't broken twenty points. They haven't stepped up in that area. It's not like they they you know all of a sudden the offense is just clicking. You know, they haven't uh, they haven't been able to put up more than 20 points 
So I, I get it, diehard Dave, but I, I think you're getting a little out over your skis. Better? Better than, better than bad? That I'll agree with. That's it. Um, this is from uh, Mama Dave. No, that we already read that. That's from Mama Dave and, and Diehard Dave. Uh, same thing. Uh, this one's from Paul. Paul says, uh, have you heard all the things that Pat Murphy had to say? I was really impressed with both Pat Murphy and Ricky Weeks. Excited about the Brewers' future. I don't think they're going to miss a beat. Now they just have to get a little bit more talent on the corners, and I think the Brewers are going to be just fine. Actually, uh, we're going to hear uh, some of this coming up after the bottom of the hour, but this was the opening statements from Matt Arnold and Pat Murphy and Ricky Weeks. Take a, we'll give you a little taste. Take a listen. Uh, for being here today. It's a very special day for, for us. Uh, I want to thank our ownership uh, as part of uh, a long process here that we spent a lot of time on this. I want to thank them for their support, in particular Mark Atanasio and his family. Uh, I want to thank our staff for spending a lot of time on this as well. Um, and I want to thank uh, our coaches also, most importantly, for, for being here today. That means a lot uh, for you guys all to make the journey, especially in the offseason, to be here. So I appreciate you guys coming and and I appreciate you guys being part of the Brewers family very much. Um, and as we were we were working on this process, um, we had the opportunity to evaluate what we were looking for in a manager. We had uh, a little more time than we thought we would have uh, as we worked through this. And um, we were able to sort of zoom out and see what was important, what was important to our franchise. And I think it boiled down to just a couple of things. Uh, the first is continuity. Uh, we have a lot of really good people here. Several are in the audience. Um, the second uh, is our culture, uh, how important that is, uh, our Brewers family, how, how important our Brewers family is here to stay connected. Uh, and the last was winning, and ultimately our goal of, of, of winning a world championship and bringing that home to Milwaukee. Um, and as we, as we had that opportunity to assess what, what was important to us, uh, we cast a pretty wide net, and we spent a lot of time on this process. And every single time we circled up and spent time talking about it, ultimately it came back to the answer being right here. And that's exciting for us. It's exciting for us to invest uh, in people, and it's exciting to, for us to invest in, in particular, in the people here uh, and who have been here for a very long time. And so, uh, you know, when you talk about the type of characteristics that we were looking for, you think about uh, the leadership that, that both of these two gentlemen have, have brought to this franchise for many years uh, in Pat Murphy, you think about the, the winning uh, tradition. You talk about the culture that he's been the glue uh, and part of for several years here, all the wins that he's been a part of um, across his entire career as one of the most successful coaches uh, across uh, every space that he's been a part of. Um, and, you know, with Ricky, it's, it's somebody that walks in the door with instant credibility, somebody that's one of the best players in the history of our franchise, somebody that when he walks in the door, has incredible leadership skills. And as we started talking about this with Ricky, it was it was about people, you know, and it was about that with Pat, and it was about our, our Brewers family and, and continuing the positive momentum here. So I'm thrilled today to excite uh, and excited to announce Pat Murphy and uh, Ricky Weeks as our associate manager and manager. Thank you, guys. So that was Matt Arnold, and he said we really didn't have to look far. It was basically in our backyard. It's not that it was, you know, handed to them on a silver platter, but basically saying that, you know, yeah, look, uh, we've we 
we believe that these two guys are ready to go. And uh, very welcoming, talking a lot about, uh, he used the term Milwaukee Brewers family, close-knit, over and over again. I would assume that's very much on purpose, especially because Mark Atanasio drew a line in the sand when he said Craig not only lost, you know, uh, left, you know, Milwaukee, but he lost the community or the Brewers community, something to that effect. But in essence saying, hey, he's left you all behind. We're, We're a family. He's left us all behind. So let's do this. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll hear from Pat Murphy and we'll hear from Ricky Weeks. Both of those guys, you'll hear their opening statements as well when we return. Stay tuned. 877-867-1670. More of the Bill Michael Show right after. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. to have you back the ICHC the Irish Cultural Heritage Center they have a lot of great music coming up and holiday music coming up so if you have not checked it out already you're just looking for an inexpensive solid night uh, of great music uh, and uh, at a nonprofit, this is the way to go it's right there 2133 West Wisconsin Avenue in Milwaukee but concerts, weddings, meeting space, they have it all. But the music coming up, they have so many different acts. Uh, and then don't forget, we're all going to get together uh, the night before St. Patrick's Day down there. And we're going to go see Cynthian as well. So a lot of good stuff coming up. 2133 West Wisconsin Avenue. Call our buddy Corey, 414-345-8800. 414-345-8800. That's the Irish Cultural Heritage Center right there on West Wisconsin Avenue. Just west of the Marquette campus. Can't miss it. And it's a terrific, terrific place. Old eclectic place. I love these old buildings. So, uh, Pat Murphy, after uh, you had heard Matt Arnold going to break, Pat Murphy then uh, gave his opening statement today as he was introduced as the official manager of the Milwaukee Brewers. Here's what he had to say. Uh, thanks, everybody. Um, I'd like to start with, uh, first and foremost, thanking Atanasio family, Mark and Debbie, Mike, Dan, um, it's an honor to uh, represent, you know, a family-owned ball club like this. Um, I want to thank Matt and all his people uh, for their process and uh, allowing me to be heard during that process. Um, you know, ever since uh, Tyler Arnold called me uh, and offered me the job, uh, I've been thinking about my connection with Milwaukee, you know, I think back, the first time I was here was uh, the fall of 1987. Um, and I had uh, dinner with Sal Bando in Milwaukee County Stadium. And um, there was also two recruits, two potential recruits on the field uh, that I was there to watch. And uh, I think the rest, you guys know the rest of that story. And then I was here 20 years later. Um, it was 2007. And um, Rick Majerus um, invited me to come back to a celebration for the Milwaukee Braves championship, 57, the 1957 championship. That was in 2007. And I came up, and again, I just had a wonderful experience. Um, I got to meet Bob Euchre that day. Um, and Euchre now has become such a huge part of my life. Um, 
and I went to the baseball game that day, and I got to meet uh, Ricky Weeks. It's first time, and uh, ever since then, and, and even before, you know, I signed. Uh, lucky enough to sign Prince Fielder um, to come to school at ASU. I uh, recruited Ryan Braun, J.J. Hardy, and uh, I think like there's just something about this this city. Um, I seem to be connected with the Brewers in Milwaukee. So um, I then started thinking, like, my kids look at what they call walkie as their home during the baseball season, and they know nothing different. It's just a beautiful thing. You know, and I'm, I'm really grateful and thankful, and um, I can tell you that with these coaches out here, with Ricky, um, we're going to band together and we'll have these guys ready to compete. Thank you very much. I'm very grateful. So there you go. That's Pat Murphy's opening statement, kind of waxing nostalgic about how Milwaukee kept coming up uh, in his life, in his baseball life. Then Ricky Weeks, he had this to say as he was introduced as the assistant or associate manager. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was the very end, Bill. Uh, why, don't we get, why don't we get the rest of the answer before we get to I'm the like, end? What the hell did he say? That was it. Yeah, that, uh, was, his, that was his whole statement. He's the hype guy. Here's, yeah. the, uh, here's yeah. the rest of his answer. I'm back. So um, <laughs> that's, that's a little bit easier uh, said now than, than you know, um, I guess in the past. But um, I would just say that um, I'm, th- I'm, very, I'm very thankful to uh, Mark, Matt, obviously, uh, Murph here. Uh, the coaching staff being here, um, to me, it's it, it's it's a very good homecoming for me. Um, kids, kids was born, I mean, basically raised in the baseball field, and and now being able to be here, um, you know, you get, I mean, get a little emotional about it. Um, was I coming this route? Who knows? But I think from my standpoint, the passion behind it, the genuine uh, to want to help, um, come back to a city to to basically where I grew up at. Um, it really means a lot to me. Um, right now, sitting up here right now, uh, coming on stage here, it's been probably 10 years or so. But being here, being around the people uh, that's been affected by um, the great leadership of Mark, Matt, um, and, the, and the rest of the, the group here, um, it really does mean a lot to me. That's why I'm here. Um, so, again, like I said, I'm back, and I'm ready to help assist uh, wherever I need to be um, behind Murph. And just, man, you know, just ready to work. Period. Um, I think there's a certain um, there's a certain ball player that you want. There's a certain team that you want. There's a certain leadership that you want, and it's all right here. I think. And uh, to say that, um, I'm I'm just ready to get started right now. So again, I'm thank you, uh, thank you to the city of Milwaukee, Mark, Matt, Murph. Let's go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Drop dropping one. Keeping it real, dropping one. Good stuff. Um, so, Grant, now I haven't had a chance to hear this, obviously, what's going on when we were on the air. So what else did they get into? Did they talk at all about Craig? Did they talk about the team? Did they talk about the needs? Did they get into any of that stuff? So I have a little bit of everything. They didn't talk about Craig. And if they did, it was right at the beginning. And I'm you know, listening to you in one ear and, and the press conference mm-hmm. is going on kind of off to the side. I think the most important answer, if Brewers fans were to hear one thing from this, uh, it would be this question. Pat Murphy and Matt Arnold were both asked associate manager, not bench coach. And Adam McCalvey asked, so why the distinction? Why that specific title? And this is Pat Murphy. I think this is something that Brewers fans should hear. I think we wanted to establish up front um, that Ricky coming here, you know, is 
is, is something that's going to be a major impact. And I think sometimes titles, you can dissect them in different ways. But he's going to have a huge role in molding and shaping the, the kind of the mindset of this, this group. So I think that demands uh, a bigger leadership title. So I think that's where, where you'd get it. I never had that title as a bench coach. I asked for it. Arnold said no. <laughs> That's interesting. He asked for it, and they said no. Uh, uh, you know, so it sounds like Murphy is saying that that's what he wanted for Ricky Weeks, doesn't it? Yeah, Ricky Weeks had some really interesting comments in this, uh, and, and talked about. Look, I've experienced it as a player. I know what it's like to go through a 162 game season and the ups and the downs and how how the sport wears on you. And I think it's it's intentional with a lot of young kids starting their Major League Baseball careers right now. Terang, Weimer, Freelich. I think the perspective of Ricky Weeks is is one that the Brewers think is important, and it's clear that Murphy feels that way as well. Yeah, um, I, but I, I, like that, I like what I've heard. It's not like Pat says, hey, Ricky's going to be a great asset to me, or, you know, it, it sounds like it's cliche stuff because it, Ricky was forced on him. It doesn't sound like that at all. No, and I think when the Brewers have been at their best, and we've talked about this, Bill, it's when ownership, general manager, manager, everyone's in lockstep. I think for a small market team like the Brewers to succeed, there needs to be clear messaging that's understood from the top all the way to the bottom, and everyone has to kind of be pulling in the same direction for it to work. And mm-hmm. I think Ricky Weeks being added into the dugout as he's been in the office, the front office last few years, it's a massive piece of that. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Um, I, I like what I've heard. Was there anything else that they uh, they got into? Uh, one thing that, that I think Brewers fans would appreciate, this is Pat Murphy when asked about the Brewers' culture. What's the culture like? What does it mean to be a Brewer? What have you seen in, in your time here? Here's his answer. I think anybody that's been around here, you can ask the coaches about it. Like, it's been a constant, you know what I mean? It, it's about the players, you know what I mean? This is about um, helping them become aware and helping them realize what it takes to compete no matter what. the You know, you don't win you don't necessarily win championships with resources, you know? You win you win championships with people, and we want to try to get those players to play at the high end of their value. And that creates a culture of, like, responsibility. That take, it, it creates a, a culture of, like, hey, the expectation is to win. And that's what, that's what we've tried to do, and I think that's what we've had here. Regardless of the roster turning over, regardless of moves or – speculation on left whatever you know it's like you create these standards in the guys minds and you know that's what they go out there expecting to do and that's what we expect them to do and um keep keep our minds on it it's it's not just about resources it's about the moves these guys make and how hard they work to to uncover things that other people might not see and then we get them there and hopefully open the hole so they run through it doesn't always work so easily, but that's what we're going after. That answer your question, man? Yes. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's interesting because he talks about the culture and about the winning and about the expectations, and which I like. I mean, there's no, hey, we're in the midst of a rebuild or hey, we've got a young team or it's like no, these are our expectations. This is what you know we feel, you know we we need. But he does, as you point out, say that resources don't win championships, players do. In other words, hey, we're not going to spend a ton of money. We've got to do with what we have. You know, it's it's kind of tamping down the, hey, they're going to go out and maybe buy a few players <laughs> expectation. I Look, 
I, I get it. I understand because you just look at the Mets and you think, okay, the Mets didn't win a championship and they spent over $300 million. I understand all of that. But resources help. It's not like resources win, but when you spend the resources on the right guy, it enables you to get that much closer to a championship, which ultimately is what we want to hear. So I, I, know you're, he, I know he's tamping down the expectation because that's going to be something that you know the Brewers are going to try to drill into everybody going, hey, look what happened to the Mets. We don't have to spend a lot of money. But you have some guys in your own backyard we wish you'd spend the money on, keep that group together, and then just add a couple of accessories to it. And who knows, all of a sudden you find yourself on the way. So I, anyway, uh, I get it. Is there anything else that, uh, that he got into? Yeah, one, or, one or, more thing I suppose we can play. This is uh, Pat Murphy – you know, the, the reporter, I, I think it was Kurt Hogue, said, you know, Pat, you're a funny guy. You know, tell us more about your personality, what you prioritize, how you think about the game. So this is is a little bit of a back and forth. You can hear the reporters chiming in a bit, but this is about a minute. And it's Pat kind of talking about how he's lighthearted, but he also puts a lot of emphasis on discipline and, and he's serious as well. I'm, I'm a big softy, you know, and, and it's like, um, um, no, I, li- I like to, uh, I mean, I've been rated high as, as a, a funny man. 70? <laughs> the scout scale has it as a 70. You know? um, and I think I've lived up to it. Um, no, but, you know, let's be real. This You're at this thing a long time. You know, it's, just, it's, it's eight months together. Um, these kids are, nobody's not trying. You know what I mean? These guys want to make an impression. Nobody's, nobody's not working at it. But it becomes so long that I think you have to keep it light and, and keep it simple so they can stay clear. Um, but when it comes time to compete and when it comes time for discipline, you know, I believe in love and discipline, you know what I mean, in, in that order. Love, discipline. And sometimes it gets close. And not everybody understands it. I know my kids sometimes, they don't, they don't always understand it. But love and discipline is what, what this is about. And, um, you know, with that, I think you could – you can accomplish some things, and it, it still can be fun. Uh, I agree, and I'm glad he's getting into the philosophy side, I guess, uh, <laughs> me being the inquiring mind that I am. I want to know, uh, when he talks about play, you know, young youth and discipline and love and discipline, does that mean Joey Weimer's going to go get disciplined at the plate so he can actually hit the ball coming up this season? Are they going to get more disciplined in some of the defensive prowess that they had or didn't have on the corners this year? Uh, I guess I'm looking to get too technical at this point in time. Uh, Let's do this. We are a little bit late for break. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got a lot more to get to. Still a lot more to get to. We're going to hear some more from inside the Packers locker room as well. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you got to see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, show me the money, to reveal up to ten grand each Thursday. 800000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, show me the money. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. 
Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 11 Welcome back. Good to have you. 30%. Bill Michaels Show. Continuing on. Man, I tell you what, uh, it has flown by today. I know we got another hour left, but it has flown by today. Uh, Steve says, did you see the video of Matt Arnold's son offering Pat Murphy the job? And uh, I did. It was all over the news today. Uh, they were showing it uh, this morning on, I, I think I watched every channel uh, flipping through this morning. And I saw it, yeah, his kids saying, you know, um, basically saying, do you want to be the manager of the Milwaukee Brewers? Which, and then he calls him little bro, you know? Yeah, bro. <laughs> so, it was good stuff. It was good stuff. That's cool. You know, you get moments like that. Um, God, I can't remember the name of the uh, the uh, scout that uh, offered his son a job uh, to go to work when they were going to draft him for the Cowboys too. That was a, that was a great moment when you see some insight like that. That was really cool too. I can't remember that guy's name off the top of my head. Oh, it's going to bother me now the rest of the day. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. So you got a chance to hear a little bit Pat Murphy, some Ricky Weeks. Um, you know, now you just wait and see. Uh, Matt says, after listening to those sound bites, the only question I have is, will Pat Murphy get the Brewers out of uh, the first uh, round of the playoffs? I really don't care if he's funny or not. Uh, but I'm glad the beat writers are impressed. It's not about being impressed, Matt. It's about knowing the guy and thinking, okay, he's a cool guy. You know? What do you want us to say? I, I, love, I love those comments, those sarcastic, backhanded, asshat comments. I love that stuff. Because what do you want us to say? You're going to get around the first round of the playoffs? If not, you're just like Craig. You suck. Like, what's he going to say? Dumbass dumbass comment. Uh, You talk to the guy. You ask him what his philosophy is. You you get to know him a little bit better. You know what his thoughts are now that he's the manager versus a bench coach. That's all you can do. You know, initial opening press conferences are never deep. And they're never uh, attacking because as of right now, everybody's zero and zero. You're still trying to build your roster. Matt Arnold probably is, it should be more asked that question than Pat Murphy. You know, hey, Matt, what are you thinking? And Matt's not going to tell you. You know why? Because he doesn't want to tip his hand. He doesn't want to let you know that, hey, we got a lot of guys coming up for arbitration. We got guys that we've got to figure out their, their salary. We got guys that... We may go after in the free agent market. We got guys that we may want to trade for, but he's not going to go. So here, you know, because I don't want any of you guys out there asking dumb questions. 
here's all the information. Come on. Come on. Not going to happen. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. I completely forgot, and I don't know where they're at. I don't know uh, what the channel is, but uh, Douglas says congratulations to Edgar and Stratford on having great seasons in Wisconsin high school football. Um, I you know, Are the... Uh, High school playoffs on TV? Because there are the high school finals on TV. I think they're normally on Bally Sports. Let me check. I got a TV here in the studio. They're not. I've, I've got uh, I got NASCAR and then uh, last night's replay of the basketball game. Oh yeah, uh, it's so not on Bally Sports. I don't know Sports. where they're at. Because today would be the day that they start, so I don't know where the hell they're at. So if somebody knows, let me know. Because I'd love to turn them on. I usually have it on in the studio. The cool thing about this is we don't have freezing cold temperature. We do have wind. The wind, uh, like they predicted, is kicked up. We do have wind, but we don't have freezing cold temperatures, and we don't have flying snow flurries at this point, which is kind of nice. But I I can't find it, and I'm kind of flipping through, and I, I don't know where it's at. So if you know, let me know, because I'd love to throw it on. we got another hour yet to go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. <laughs> 